You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the subseries of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, well actually before we start, <laughs> we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about episode 12 today, but as everyone knows, we're getting close to the end of the anime series. And you know what that means for us? Say with me, <laughs> finale episode. <laughs> After we finished the manga and we were reading through the manga, we had like just a episode at the end looking back at everything. I think we'll do the same for the anime. And also during that episode, we answered questions that listeners sent us about us or about podcasting or about our, our opinions, final opinions about Furuba, for example, about Shigure. <laughs> we're going to do the same thing again. So if you want to send us a question, you can send us an ask. Oh, we'll be recording that on July 8th. So you can send questions by noon Eastern time, July 8th. So try to get them to us before that. And you can send us asks on our Tumblr, which is Stay Together Podcast. You can send messages through our, you can send, a, send us a message through Twitter to at Stay Together Pod. You can send us an email to staytogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can use, we have like a contact form on our website, which is staytogetherpodcast.com slash contact. Yay. Yay. I enjoy question time. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. We have good questions. Because <laughs> we have great listeners. We do have great listeners, yes. <laughs> also, I think I put this on our... I posted about this on Tumblr. And if you enjoy listening to us gab, you can keep listening to us gab and read through Full Metal Alchemist with us. We have another podcast called Equivalent Exchange, which you can listen to. It's me and Kayla and our friend Cosm. Um, and we'll probably have other projects after this. So it's not like we're going away forever. Or you can just go back and listen to the beginning of, of Let's Stay Together all the way from episode <laughs> just one. Keep listening to it in a loop. <laughs> for the it's rest like of your a life. year's worth of content, so you'd probably <laughs> be long enough that you could forget in between, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would say that's how I feel when I like read Full Metal Alchemist because I'm like, when I'm at the beginning, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get to the stuff at the end, and then when I'm at the end, I'm like, oh man. I should read that stuff at the beginning again. It is exciting. It's exciting at the beginning, and then you get to the middle part, and it's like, wow, it's different. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> be good. Brew was kind of like that, too. I feel like you could, we could start. It's been, like, long enough now that mm -hmm. I can start it over again. I could go back yeah, and start over. It's definitely a, a big change in tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, one of the specific things I wanted <laughs> to talk about is that in this episode today. <laughs> it's the number anyway. one comedy romance <laughs> manga in America. Oh, I noticed on... Uh, <laughs> Funimation now it says like comedy drama romance shoujo slice of life or something so somebody <laughs> added drama in at some point which is probably closer to reality so <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the um, emergence of streaming websites is the like really granular like tagging and genre descriptions <laughs> is that you can go back and redub a line that you didn't know who said it and then yes. publish the video again <laughs> <laughs> yes the last even the last volume of the manga is classified as a romance comedy i'm holding <laughs> it here looking at it do you hear it <laughs> <laughs> anyway there's still comedy but yeah haru and shigari got their pizza <laughs> <laughs> that's true i think this time was decidedly drama there was very little <laughs> comedy <laughs> Anyway, this episode, so we're talking about, I don't think I even said this yet, we're talking about the final season, episode 12 today, which is called You Fought Well, and we're going to do our summary spoiler-free discussion, spoiler discussion, like we've done for the last, I don't know, 100, over 100 episodes of this podcast. Last 400 <laughs> years. Yeah. So this episode covered part, okay, here, are you ready for the breakdown of every little bit <laughs> of the manga that it covered? Because once again, there was like a bunch of different stuff, so it covered 
part of 125, part of 130, and part of 131, which is all of the like Yuki and Machi scenes. This were all kind of combined from those parts of the manga. Chapter 132, which was the Yuki no Chikari stuff, and the end of 134 going into 135, which was Kyo and Toru's discussion, and then like the Kyoko stuff at the end. And because of this, we've covered this in our podcast, episode 61, 63, 64, and 65. And I think 61 <laughs> and 63, we've already covered all that content, so you could go back and listen to it. I think 64 and 65, we haven't covered all of it yet, especially 65 <laughs> is the last episode. So whatever is happening next week is probably a part of that, so I wouldn't listen to it yet. But But yeah, once again, they put in a lot of content, and it all made sense in the end. <laughs> so... I'm always impressed. I'm always like, they can't do that. And then I look at all the chapters and I'm like, they did it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so the episode opens with Yuki running out of the house to meet Machi. I was so happy it was almost embarrassing, he thinks. I was thrilled that out of everyone, the person that you were looking for was me. We can't take it for granted that the lover be someone who cares enough to search for us. It's not a given. It's a blessing. Almost a miracle. Yuki meets Machi outside the train station. He smiles and she blushes. You called. I'm so glad, he says. She apologizes that it's so sudden and says that she has a get-well present for Toru. It would be a little weird coming from her, so she asks Yuki to pass it on. He says it's sweet of her. Honestly, she says, um, it's my way of saying thank you for everything she's done. President, just knowing that someone like you exists in the world makes me so hap- makes me happy. So I want to show you- so I want to show how grateful I am that Honda-senpai was there to protect you. Because if you were weak once, I think that made you who you are now. I think that's why you noticed me, why you spoke to me and reached out your hand, why you were able to find the good in me. Machi starts to cry. You saw me when I couldn't even see myself, and that made me so happy. Yuki remembers Haru telling him that someday someone would see the tender side of him and know how special it is. Yuki cups Machi's cheek. There you are, finally, he says. Thank you for finding me. And we cut to the opening credits. This time we had opening credits, but no end credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last time we had... End credits, but no opening credits. <laughs> Equal credit opportunity. Yeah. I was like, yay, because I like the opening credit song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the end credit always good, but anyway. After the credits, Yuki suddenly feels strange. Machi asks if something's on his mind. Machi, um, I couldn't find the right time, but I've been waiting to tell you, he starts to say. But suddenly, it's as if he hears the voice of God. You're the last one, God says. Just you now. Yuki looks away as if he can see God in the rat spirit. You kept the promise for so long, God says as the little rat spirit runs to them and jumps into their hands. It's time to go now, but thank you. Thank you. The original memory forgotten by everyone. The original promise. The bonds dissolve, as God says. Goodbye. In the real world present, Yuki suddenly starts to cry. Machi asks what's wrong, and some people around the station start to take notice of them. He apologizes for crying. It's just, I said goodbye to someone I've been with my whole life. We were always together. A constant presence that caused so much pain and heartache. But parting hurts too. It's selfish, isn't it, to cry right now? Machi asks if Yuki will ever see this person again. No, he says. Never. But in exchange, I have my freedom. He turns and hugs her. Sorry, I know I'm not making sense. I said I want to tell you something. This isn't exactly what I had in mind. But for right now, it'll be enough. Well, um, Machi struggles to say. There was something I wanted to talk to you about too. Do you think I could call you by your first name? She asks. Of course, I'd like that, he says. Yuki, she says. He takes her chin. Once more, he says. And she obliges, and they kiss. We transition to the past. Baby Baby Yukito approaches Shigure and asks, Do you love me? 
Nikito narrates that Shigure always seemed fine alone, and that it was irritating somehow. In the present, she looks hesitantly at a bag. Elsewhere in the estate, the Jinishi, save Shigure, have gathered to meet with Akito. Hiro says the adults seem more freaked out than the kiddos, to which Risu freaks out. You're right! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I'm a pathetic <laughs> excuse for an adult! <laughs> As Kyo makes his way through the estate, he sees Kagura smiles and greets her with a cheerful yo. She lunges at him and hugs him. You're awful! I'm even more heartbroken than ever now, she says, when Miji snaps a photo of the hug. Shameful, he says dryly. What the? Did you two plan that? Kyo says, and Kakura runs off of Momiji. Cheater, Momiji says, and Kakura adds, cheater. Momiji looks back over his shoulder and smiles in a good-humored way. Inside, Yuki tells Haru that he was worried that things would be weird between them all now, but it's like it always has been. Of course, I'll love you forever, Haru says, and Yuki points out that Rin is silently glaring behind them. <laughs> As will I, dear brother, a familiar bombastic voice chimes in. Yaoi puts his hand on Yuki's shoulder. I shall watch over you my whole life long. We shall never be awkward with each other, which brings to mind an old proverb. There's no need to fear a red light as long as we all cross together. That's not an old proverb, Yuki says, while Ritsu <laughs> praises Yame in the background. <laughs> Lumiji, Kakura, and Kyo join the group, and Kyo comments that Akito isn't there yet. Ayami teases him that he's late himself, and Kyo says he hasn't been in the estate much. Indeed, I see, Ayame says. Its combined size and opulence must be novel for riffraff such as yourself, so explore away. I give you my blessing to traverse its halls without fear. <laughs> but before Kyo can sass Ayame back, <laughs> the young maid with the ponytail announces that Akito is ready for them all now. Akito enters in an elaborate woman's kimono. The Junishi wait in stunned silence. She asks Satori where Shigure is, but he isn't sure. Ritu suddenly and intensely asks if she's adopted his dressing habits. No, Akito says. This is she starts to say, and we transition to the recent past. Shigure visits Akito and hands her a bag. A present, he says. Consider it a parting gift. Akito immediately reacts negatively. She slaps his face and screams that she hates him. I knew that you would be the quickest to abandon me, she says, scratching his face. Go on, leave! Shigure tells her to calm down. You're finally saying goodbye to the you your father always wanted you to be and becoming a new Akito, right? That's what the gift is for, he explains. Though I suppose it's also a welcome gift for the new you. I look forward to seeing you live the life you've chosen for yourself. With the Junishi in the present, Akito says that this is a symbol of change. Just as you've been able to return to who you truly are, at last, I've returned to my true self as well. You're free, all of you. I should have said this sooner, but I'm... Akito trails off, remembering all the suffering she's caused, the abuse she's dealt to others, while trying to keep control. She tries to apologize, but can't. She remembers the earlier moment with Shigure. He wonders how she atoned for all that she's done. She says that she was most scared of him leaving. Shigure was the hardest to pin down, at least afraid of her, and the one who pushed her away more than anyone. I have to act like everything's okay, otherwise I fear it might explode, he says. Every time I think I have you, you flit away from me to someone else's sympathetic arms. You're such a traitor. Akito argues that he did the same. I'm selfish and childish, he says, so I don't want to be hurt, and I'm not interested in losing out. Once I have you in my grasp, I have no intention of letting you go, or letting anyone else touch you. Shigure closes the distance between them, but Akito keeps her distance. He tells her now is the time to reject him if she wants. Thanks to you, I've learned how to make a concession every now and again, so I'm giving you the chance to run away. However, if you think it through and decide to come to me once more, know what to expect, he says, a bit darkly, as he leaves. After meeting with the Junichi, Akito walks alone through the estate, thinking about Shigure. He is all the things he says. Selfish, childish, acts like he's blameless. Akito finds him reading alone. It's irritating, she thinks, and it makes me want to make him look at me. I want to permeate his body. Get into his cells, into his bones, invade and infuse them, saturate his entire being with my own, fill every corner of him with my scent until he can't even breathe. This feeling, this desire, is it the woman I've always been finally reaching out? Akito sits beside Shigure. She tells him that everyone was confused and conflicted, that she couldn't apologize. 
and she's decided to stay in the estate as the family head. So, he says, you're telling me this is the kind of life I'm in for? Are you angry? She asks. A little. After all, I've been waiting a long, long time for you to come back to me. You're late, you know. He cups her cheek, and she rests her head on his hand. And beautiful, he adds. That suits you. I love you, Okido says. I love you, Shigeru says. Forever, as long as you want me to. And they kiss. Later, Kyo and Toru visit Kyoko's grave. Kyo tells Toru that when he graduates, he wants to leave this place. I've been avoiding people my entire life and disengaging from the world. I sort of got a free pass to do that, but it's different now. I'm a normal human being and I can live a normal life. I can be part of this world with you. That makes me so happy and I don't want to hold back. However hard it is, I want to fight. I want to test myself in another place. And um, I'm hoping you'll come. Toru asks where he'll go. Kyo says that he'll go to a dojo run by someone that Shisho knows a long way from here. He'll be able to train and work at the same time. That way, when he takes over Shisho's dojo someday, he'll have outside experience. Toru imagines their life together. It's a hot summer day. She walks to the dojo to deliver lunch to Kyo, wedding band on her left hand. He smiles and waves as she approaches. I'm sure I'll be able to use what I learned there, Kyo says in the present. The good and the bad. Both. He knows that it means taking Toru away from the people that she loves, but, well, he says, I want to find out who the real me is. Yes, she says. I want you to find the real Kyo, too. I can see the look on Shisho's face when you told him. He was happy, wasn't he? Hearing you plan and talk about the future, finally seeing you determined to live. He was happy, and I am, too. So yes, when you leave here, Kyo, I'll come, she says. Kyo's kind of freaked out, and that's what she's sure. It's, it's really far, and they might be poor. <laughs> Kyo, she says. I'm easygoing. But I stand my ground when something is important to me. I'm actually quite stubborn. Well, yeah, I guess I've noticed that a time or two, he says. I'm glad that you know that I can make up my own mind, she says, because there's another thing I've made up my mind about. Tori turns a closer to her mother's grave. She says that he's wrong about her mom holding a grudge against him, even if she really did say she wouldn't forgive him. She didn't say it out of anger or hatred. I know it. Absolutely, Toru says. That's me standing my ground. I am going with you. Yes, leaving everyone here will make me sad. It'll be hard. But Kyo, if I were apart from you, that would be much harder. I belong with you, by your side. I don't want to be separated, and I don't want to wait. Please, take me with you. She turns to him and holds out her hands, and he closes the distance between them and takes her hands, and thanks her. She's coming, he announces to Kyoko. You good with that? I'm keeping my promise. I know I'm really late, but I'll protect her my whole life. That work? They leave the grave together. We fade to black. No, no, what do I do? Kyoko thinks in a panic. I can't hear or feel any pain. Why? No, this can't be happening. I'm sorry, Toru. I think I'm gonna die. The day of the accident, Kyoko lies bloodied on the ground and bystanders hover over her. What do I do? She thinks. Please, I don't want this. I don't want to die. Toru, leaving her alone is the worst kind of unfair. If I'm gone, she'll have no one. What'll happen to her? She's young. She's barely even a high schooler. She's just a kid. Katsuya, I get it now. Leaving is as bad as being left. They both hurt, don't they? I'm sorry, Toru. Did I love you enough? Sweetheart, believe me, I wanted to love you so much more. Someone, someone protect her. My treasure. Kyoko looks to the bleary faces in the crowd and focuses on Kyo. She remembers him from when he was a child. It's okay if you forget me, she thinks. But if you see her again, please remember. The next time she gets lost, you go out there and find her. You need to keep our old promise, or... I won't forgive you, ever, she manages to say quietly. Kyo hears her and runs. Please, she thinks, I'm begging you. Do what I can't. Protect my baby girl. Kyoko's eyes grow dark. Sorry, honey, I guess this is goodbye, she thinks and imagines Toru smiling brightly. But I pray that you'll be happy. 
I pray that your years will be full of people who love you. Live the kind of life that you can be proud of in the end, even if you make mistakes or take the long way around. Live so that when it's your time to go, people will say, you fought well. Have lots of happy times and sad times and everything in between. That's how I want you to grow old. Kyoko wakes in the ocean as her middle school self, and Katsuyu comes and takes her hand. She smiles. You fought well, he says. And that's the end of the episode. Yay? <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> that was a lot this time. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always like Kyoko's, um, the long kind of speech that she says, where she's like, live the kind of life that you can be proud of, even if you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So people can say you fought well or whatever. That's how I want you to grow old. It's so, such a nice sentiment. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a nice, um, I don't know, it pairs well with the whole, like, I wish I could have lived my life without making mistakes kind of, mm. like, concept like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, and I mean, all of those things are all related to kind of, like, the big, um, you gotta hurt people and be hurt by them, whatever message from Fruba. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's impossible to live without making mistakes. Yeah. Kyoko's the kind of, because she's like, I guess, older or whatever and, and more, I don't know, has a, has a different perspective where she's like, it's okay if you made mistakes. Whereas I feel like Yuki is like, for example, Yuki and Akito or whatever, that narration that applies to them is like, I wish I could have lived without making any mistakes. Like life would be easier if I didn't, but it's okay because you have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we learn and get to know other people. We find out that she didn't hate Kyo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she didn't hate Kyo. That was important. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say that she wouldn't forgive him for not saving her from the car, which is the way that he chose to interpret it. She said, "If you don't keep your promise, I won't forgive you." That's also very important. Mm-hmm. Why would she hate Kyo? He's a good <laughs> kid. <laughs> so Toru was right in her stubbornness. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of like this weird affirmation at the end in her dialogue, where she's like, "I am stubborn." And he's like, "Yeah, I've noticed that." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we talked a lot about how Toru always she like you know tries to help people and stuff but she's not like completely a pushover mm-hmm. somebody had to push Yuki or push Akito when, when Akito was scaring Yuki at school mm-hmm. yeah it's her like stubbornness that makes her able to help a lot of people that's true like when she refused to you know back away from Kyo in his true form and all that right stuff. Mm-hmm. she literally held on to him he mm-hmm. literally flung her. <laughs> she did almost turn away and like almost left, but she like looked back with a look of determination and then returned. Mm-hmm. Even like her confession to Kyo, she's like, I like you or whatever. And he's like, No, I'm horrible. And she's like, Why can't you just accept it? And then mm-hmm. he's like, I've disappointed in you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, She's like, I already said what I meant. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like very Toru. I was really happy. So we have this scene where um, they're all called to the house and Akito is like, you're all free now and reveals that she's a woman to the Junishi and kind of it tries to apologize but can't. But the thing that I liked about the scene, well, I mean, I like Akito in the scene, but what I really enjoyed was, uh, first of all, Yame and Ritsu screaming because we haven't <laughs> seen them in so long. It's been such a long time since either of them were like, you know, in a major part of the story and it was just kind mm-hmm. of funny. Like, it was nice yeah. levity, I guess. <laughs> it's been a really long time since we've seen Ritsu at all. I almost had a right. few cameos, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, Ritsu had a cameo when the curse broke, and I'm pretty sure that was it. Because mm-hmm. Ritsu didn't come to the beach or anything, right? So... Oh, maybe, like, at New Year's? That would have been after the beach. 
but yeah, it's been a really long time. I think it's been quite a while since we've seen Ayame too. I mean, Yukiyui went to a shop. Did he? Did he go with Kakiru that one time? Didn't they call Machi? No, or that did, scene wasn't that, in the anime. They only ah, those bastards. I mean, <laughs> okay, they had like that well. brief scene, like kind of where that would have been in the story with um, like Ayame and Mine, like to establish that they were a couple before the curse break. Right. Scene. Right. Right. So depressing. That's <laughs> <laughs> why, why we didn't get the Mogeta. <laughs> the Mogeta, any <laughs> Mogeta content. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's, uh, yes, this, so the scene where Yuki and Machi are together is like kind of combined from a bunch of different scenes because like there's the part where the curse breaks where they're together, but then there's a part before where she brings the gift for Toru and she also brings a gift for Yuki at the same time in the manga. Um, yeah. And he gives her a gift, which is a mogeta. So <laughs> it's there's no, I guess we don't get that because the whole scene was like kind of adapted, switched together. Yeah, because there was a little gag in the um, the scene we're talking about where they like visited Ayame's shop and they call Machi over there and like Machi's like clinging to this like mogeta statue well, that Ayame has and he wrote like, something she seems on to it. Like it. <laughs> well, wasn't it like it was a mogeta and it was like some collectible that he just like bought and then he like wrote on it and she was like, how could he do this? Yeah. The audacity. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she was like clinging to it and I, didn't they give it to her or something? I forget. No, she you definitely bought her like a little one like yes. afterward. <laughs> I know. And then she held it in the air. And she was like, I love this. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yes, she likes it. And Kakiru was like, how can you tell? Because she didn't say out loud that she loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you missed when you didn't read the manga. <laughs> Last week in the spoilers, I asked you about Shigeru's face. I actually asked you during the episode, but I cut it and moved it to spoilers because I was like, what the fuck happened to Shigeru's face? But they they showed the scene from last time that was before. It was before last time, but it was flashback here mm-hmm. where Akito scratched his face during that. Where he's like, this is a, a goodbye gift. And she's like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> like, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah. I always like that scene because it's not like Akito's like instantly a perfect person after mm-hmm. like the whole issue. It's like she's still got a lot of issues. and She's very insecure. <laughs> yeah. Which is... And especially it's in the way she and Shigure interact. <sighs> I don't want to go on a Shigure rant. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, oh, I have to, like, be aloof so that, uh, because, like, if I, I don't know, because if I don't hold back, then all my feels will overflow, <laughs> will explode. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Everybody knows how I feel about Shigeru, I'm, right? <laughs> at this point, I'm always just like, oh, you two are fucked up. <laughs> 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 I was, like, writing this the scene that whole scene the part writing the summary for the part where she's like he's like oh, i waited for you or whatever and she's like i love you and he's like i love you too and i was like well at least i mean as long as they're happy yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> i guess after mm-hmm. this i feel like they're at least committed to each other sort of trying to go and backstab each other by sleeping with other people <laughs> which mm-hmm. is not healthy <laughs> shigure got what he wanted his whole scheme finally came true where he, mm-hmm. the curse is broken and he can have Akito to himself, which is what he always wanted. And Akito is like, but you, but you, you, <laughs> you did the same thing where it's like you, you went and like slept with other people and whatever. And 
I don't know. Yeah. They kind of use their own tactics against each other. He mm-hmm. was like, he's like, I'll be all aloof and, and detached. And she's like, well, I'll find somebody else to get attention from too then, you know? Mm-hmm. That's my personal interpretation. And by personal interpretation, I mean, that's literally what happened. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's nice that Shigure buys her the kimono. I mean, he is acknowledging that she's changing as a person, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's nice that she doesn't. She like feels like she can't apologize and like feel and is still struggling and insecure. Like you're right that, and I think like Fruits Basket does a good job of showing that people don't just like change right away. You know that she didn't suddenly become good overnight, or like mm-hmm. didn't suddenly become, um, you know, like emotionally secure. Like she still has like these, I guess, lingering issues from all the unhealthy attachments that the zodiac, that the bond, that the curse created. So, mm-hmm. you know, but she's trying, and that's what matters. I mean, and she did also free them all, so <laughs> that yeah. was good too. <laughs> it's, um, it's a work in progress, as any you know <laughs> major character development is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as everyone, as any person's life is, but yeah, as any major yeah. character. Well, I was going to say character development. I was going to say like in real life and in fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I need to work on my character development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the writing of my show is not very believable. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to the writers about that. <laughs> I liked the Yuki and Machi scenes were good. I we talked about them briefly but i also <laughs> i thought it was funny how like everyone is staring at them in the <laughs> scene where they're like getting together i was like <laughs> yeah they always do funny, funny like like background ca- <laughs> characters like reacting to people in these in the series yeah <laughs> there was no talking rats though <laughs> mm-hmm. like with kyo yeah i really enjoyed the little scene where the rat goes back with the god spirit the rat spirit goes back with god and the others uh, Junishi, that was mm-hmm. nice too. Yeah. And like the bond kind of dissolving. This is like the carryover from last time. Yeah. I've always liked how they're like the, uh, like the current day version of the spirits. Like you got like the cow and the, and stuff rather than like giant, uh, like bull from the actual story and stuff. Was there a seahorse? I didn't notice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> God's holding the rat in one hand and then like a fishbowl in the other with the seahorse in it. Yeah, the seahorse is sitting on the dog's nose. On the dog's nose. <laughs> and it's like a little sparrow thing and with instead the of like a like a rooster. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it shows how they all changed. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I just looked at the manga image, but I remember it being oh. pretty much the same in the anime. So. What? I didn't. Are <laughs> you telling me that I didn't notice this like a year ago when we were talking about this before? Well, yeah, the seahorse is on the dog's snoot in the manga, <laughs> at least. And the little rat is waving. You're right about that. I made a comment earlier about the vibe where, and uh, about how kind of like, I guess, different part of this episode is. So I always think that this the chapters with Akito and Shigure are, are interesting. Their relationship is interesting. Part of what makes it interesting is like, this really like possessive kind of feeling that Akito has. I feel like it's really different than like other relationships in the series. Both of them actually, Akito and Shigure, it's different than other relationships in the series. Um, so it really stands out a lot. And even when I was watching it, at least to me, it, it doesn't seem to kind of go with the same vibes all the other relationships that we've seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Which isn't to say that 
we while we have our opinions that it's <laughs> like wrong or anything, but it just always stands out as being really different to me. I guess. I guess maybe it's part of Akito acknowledging who she really is or whatever. The kind of person slash woman that she is. I always think it's nice in her kind of like speech too when she's like, "I I became I, you all have become who you truly are," and I think that goes with kind of like what Kureno said, where he said that when the curse broke, he could feel like there wasn't any other. There was no, it was only him, like, in inside himself. <laughs> like, there was no other spirit there or anything to, like, hold him back. Mm -hmm. It seems like for Akito, it's, like, the same situation. Like, maybe being, bearing the burden of the, being the god of the Zodiac also kept her from, and I mean, also the social situation within the family kept her from becoming who she, her true self, I guess. Mm -hmm. I did also enjoy the scene uh, with Kyo and Toru. Especially at the end where Kyo is like, I'm taking her away to like Kyoko. He like mm -hmm. raises his voice and like <laughs> kind of talks to her and is like, I'm I'm keeping the promise that I made, you know. Mm -hmm. so he finally got to keep his promise. Yeah. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned Haru and Shigure having their pizza and I totally forgot that. Um, <laughs> I just like completely eliminated that because I was just like, you keep running out of the house. But it, they repeated that same scene where they're eating pizza at the beginning, which was funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they went all the way back to that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the scene of Momiji and Kagura teasing Kyo. Oh, yeah. We uh, didn't talk about that. That's important. Just said it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is cute. It's funny. They're like, like how Kyo was like, what? What did you team up? And mm -hmm. Momiji has this like, kind of like uh teasing like smile at the end <laughs> mm -hmm. and he's like cheater <laughs> super like dryly <laughs> mm -hmm. i didn't really elaborate in the summary but there's a lot of like um memories that kyoko has like during that scene where she's you know monologuing about her death where like she remembers the time where toru she left toru alone she remembers like um you know, leaving her that, that day, that morning, which I think we've seen in, like, Toru's nightmare before, where, um, you know, she she's like, oh, she's only, she's still in high school, and she remembers Toru just, like, sleeping and having seen her off that morning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And Kyo is a little kid. Any other things that you want to talk about? I don't think so. Well, maybe <laughs> we talk about what we think might happen in the last episode, and then that'll be it. How about that? Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time for See You Again Soon. We'll see you again soon for See You Again Soon. <laughs> That's how you make the jokes, right? All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Long time to see. <laughs> I was going to say, Kyoko, the whole scene of her waking up in the ocean and stuff, I mean, it's obviously her, you know, it's like symbolic of her death. But like, you know, in the manga, they had the whole stuff about her, like, wanting, spending time with Katsuya by the sea and all this other stuff. And I feel like that connotation is, is not, or not connotation, but like that kind of, I don't know, background before that mm -hmm. scene isn't there in the anime. Not that it really matters that much, but yeah. I guess it might be kind of weird. And also, well... Did they say that they met in middle school? Maybe they did. Maybe she dropped it at one point. Like, kind of said that in a conversation. Nor Toru said it or something. But I feel like it didn't. I don't remember. Maybe not. The other thing that I was going to say that I saw myself from saying earlier was that I hope they have some of the, like, scenes of them at teasing Kyo at school and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a couple of scenes where Toru goes to, like, take her exams. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they're dating. Oh, my God. I hope they have that. I think that would be funny. Mm-hmm.
We've got to get one last Kakeru scene in there. Come on. <laughs> Come on. One last student council scene. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, I expect it's going to be all the, like, everyone, you know, starting their lives scenes from the last volume. So. <laughs> I hope they have Ayame picking out an apartment for Yuki, screaming from the rooftops that it'll be a great <laughs> apartment for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the person's like, this isn't an apartment. <laughs> aren't they at like a temple is that what it is yeah it's something like that yeah okay (laughs) oh one thing we didn't talk about is how i love that scene where ayame is like i give you permission to like roam through the house or whatever to kill i forgot about that i did say that he was there but that specifically always makes me chuckle it's like ayame it's not your house like (laughs) and the manga doesn't he also tell him he can like take some slippers as a souvenir (laughs) yeah i think so (laughs) and yuki and machi uh you trying to give you trying to give Machi a key and then and then she's like re, like she like tells him like that she doesn't need it and he like smiles and goes to throw it out the window and she's like I changed my mind yeah <laughs> it'd be funny if they just randomly had Kamaki there when they haven't introduced her at all <laughs> Kaku would be like here's my girlfriend let's party <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it'd be great if they made joke because isn't because isn't Yuki like wow she she's your girlfriend or whatever don't they make fun of him for that too. Mm-hmm. Like, how can this person be your girlfriend? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> I just flipped to the page with, like, Tori and Mayuko together. <laughs> we need to have that. We need to have that closure, right? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. And Yuki has to call her Toru. That's important. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> the title of the episode is, like, the last part of that scene. So I'm guessing they'll have that. Where it's like, I'm off. They called, they translated it to see you again soon. But I think it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, basically the last scene in the series. Except for the little, like, flash forward of forward yeah exactly exactly uh, uh, and Toru as old people <laughs> old people holding hands yeah. <laughs> and their grandchildren being like ew gross <laughs> or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes right <laughs> they're like oh they're on one of their lovey-dovey walks again or whatever <laughs> oh it was a good show <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll talk about that next next week next next week <laughs> Next next week. Next week we're going to talk about the last episode. Then we'll talk about how great all of them were the yeah. week after, right? We'll probably talk about it a little next week. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. I committed already. I guess I could re-record it and change the <laughs> Tumblr post. But it's happening. I mean. <laughs> no, I just mean I expect we'll be like, that was a good series. Like, while wrapping that. up the <laughs> last episode. I liked it. Yeah, probably. You commit to binging the entire series before the finale episode. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I guess anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until they release the full thing on a single, like, in a single package. And then mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> part one, part two bullshit. No. Maybe they'll do a Meat Angel spinoff. Meat Angel and Kimmy. <laughs> Most important characters. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the sequel about Meat Angel and Hanajima opening their own Yakiniku stand together. Sort of Cinderella in real life. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I got nothing else that I want to chat about this time. Okay, but next time, I'll be deadly, deadly serious, serious. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in that case, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 13. Yay. Bye-bye. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>